December 27, 2016, is a Watt from Pedro Show.
Bob from Pedro Show. I am Pedro, but not with Brother Matt because he's indisposed this week and next week because of the holiday madness. But uh, thinking of you, Brother Matt, very much, he sent me a card, or actually he handed it to me, and it said, Dude, thank you for being born. Last week I was very righteous of Brother Matt. And uh, I'm at my pad, but I'm not alone because of the wonders of those engineers, software programmers in Estonia and Skype. The world of Lawrence, Kansas is brought right here to Pedro and a special guest, Gnarly Davidson. Hey there, Franklin. Hey, guys. Or hey, Mike. Yeah, just Mitch me and, alone, Mitch and Sam are here, too. Hello. All three, Hello. okay? So Mitch, Sam, Franklin. Gnarly Davidson. Uh, yeah. We started off the show with John Coltrane doing Iris, and then we heard Horizontal Man by Gnarly Davidson. That just came out. Yeah, that's actually going to come out this next year. It's, oh, not, it out. Out it's not out quite okay. yet. So everybody, I gave you a preview of things that are, yeah. will come to be. Uh, yeah, that's right. Let's start with you, Franklin. What's your earliest uh, music memory? Earliest music memory? Uh, man, my mom... My mom really liked Joni Mitchell. I remember listening to Joni Mitchell when I was young. So in the pad. Yeah. Playing records. Yeah, yeah. It must have been. I don't really remember the records, but yeah, it must have been. And my dad, uh, I remember when we would go on family vacations, my dad had a copy of Legend by Bob Marley on tape that he'd always play. In the car. Yeah, in the car. What about players? Was your mom or your pop, were they uh, musicians? No. Nobody in my family really played music. Do you remember actually. the first uh, record you bought yourself? Man, I remember I bought a cassette tape of, it was a Beach Boys cassette, and it was called Still Cruising. And I remember reading it, and I thought it said Still Crushing. And when I was like, I must have been like maybe seven or eight, and I thought that was a really cool name. And then later on, I found out it was Still Cruising. Yeah, but I like the Beach Boys probably, and Alice Cooper. <laughs> Beach Boys and Alice Coopers were some of my early. Music probably wasn't tapes. too crushing. Maybe yeah, still coupe, crushing. Maybe the coupe was a little more crushing. Yeah. Which coupe <laughs> yeah. record? Ah oh, man, it was the one with Desperado on it. Killer. Yeah. Yeah, that came with a calendar. I remember. Did I remember? I had the cause it was one of my, it was a cassette tape, so I don't remember if it came with anything or not. Were you still like seven or eight? Yeah. Yeah, so you're real. So you're you first got into cassettes as far as ownership. Yeah, so I was because that was like the main that was the main thing when I was seven or eight because that would have been like in 1991 or two. Well, you can make your own fucking cassettes. That's the righteous thing about them. So you probably made mixtapes after a while. Yeah, I did end up making mixtapes eventually, but I didn't. I never got super into it because by the time I was like, because like I was. By the time CDs came around, I was in, like, fourth or sixth grade or something. Yeah. And then so by the time I was in, like, late junior high or high school, you could make mixed CDs, and that was the big deal. Okay. Less yeah. uh, hiss. Okay. Uh, who who wants to go next? Mr. Sam? Uh, go ahead, man. Sam, Sam's up next. Okay, Sam, what's your earliest music memory? 
Uh, well, when I was in preschool, there was a uh, a teacher that we had named Mr. Elwood, and uh, he made sure and gave us like all of these percussion instruments and stuff like that. And it was like, I don't know, I really started loving music right then. Then I, uh, my dad took us to see uh, Peter Noon of Hermits Hermits at the Daryl Starbird Car Show over at Century Two in uh, Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> And I, I remember that being a really awesome experience, like with my brother Will and my dad. That's the capital, huh? Or is it? Topeka? Uh, I'm sorry. Is Wichita the capital, or is it Topeka? No, it's Topeka, Kansas. Yeah, it's Topeka. <laughs> so sorry. No disrespect for Kansas. They are close. Oh, not at all, man. They are close. <laughs> They're on. In fact, there's a little toll road there, <laughs> right? I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I think there's like a toll road, like, you know, most of, uh, what is it, oh, yeah, I-70? I-70? Oh, yeah, I-70. Yeah, but then there's a little stretch of toll road there. Yeah, okay. Uh, did anybody play in your families? You never heard music at home? Uh, my uh, Uncle Sam played the accordion. Still does. <laughs> did he come over to the pad? Do you remember hearing him there? Oh, yeah, especially, like, during Christmas time, like, just him playing uh, We Three Kings and it just annoying the hell out of my grandma okay. and my mom. Your grandma, so that's her son. Yeah. <laughs> she probably brought bottom his first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That kind of fucking karma, huh? Um, yeah, um, and, you know, my uh, grandma, she played, uh, like, organ and stuff. Oh, so you do have some music in the house there. Just a little bit. Like, my parents really didn't play, but my dad was really into prog rock and, like, Jethro Tull. So you heard yes. that in the house? I'm sorry? You heard that in the house. Oh, yeah, a lot. And uh, you remember that gig with uh, Henry VIII and Mrs. Brown, you got a lovely daughter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, Peter Noon, he man. was like the only guy, you know, in those days, this is what I remember when I was a boy, uh, 60s, English guys didn't sing with their own accents except that guy. And maybe Sid Barrett. Yeah. And maybe after that, uh, I don't know, Mark Boland, David Bowie. But a lot of guys copied uh, U.S. blues guys. It was so funny yeah. to hear, yeah, when you'd hear... Uh, Robert Plant or Roger Daltrey talk. They didn't talk like they sang. Oh, yeah. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It was just, that's when I think of Herman's Hermits. Oh, he, man. He, but his it's was kind of... It's kind of like uh, with Ozzy Osbourne, where you can't understand anything he says, but when he sings, like, you actually can hear, <laughs> like, every word he yeah, saying. Yeah, but I think part of the Herman Herman shtick was, like, singing with that over-exaggerated Cockney accent or something. Oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on over. we got to get yeah. the third guy. Let's <laughs> go to on, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, here's Mitch. Mitch? Okay. Oh. Uh, Earliest my dad music was always, memory, Mitch. Uh, singing, singing and playing. Uh, he was a harmonica player, blues harp. So um, you heard it in the house while he's prac- doing practice. Yeah, right? he, he was always like singing me to sleep and stuff as a kid, so I think he's probably the... The primary source of my. But he listened to a lot of blues records. A lot of blues records, really a lot more uh, folk and uh, singer songwriters. A lot of like. Uh, oh, you Wild mean like Lovett. the Bob Dylan way? 
more uh, more country type. Uh, Lyle Lovett, Jerry oh, Jeff yeah. Walker. Okay. Not so um, much Little Walter. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody's bad on the harp, I have respect. Uh, so you had it in the house all the time. So uh, do you remember the first record you bought? Oh, I remember asking for, I can't remember which record it was. I'd already started looting my dad's tape collection, um, all the REM tapes, and whatever the, it had to be like my eighth birthday or something. Um, I'm 28 now, but uh, I it was an REM record. I can't remember the first one, though. But you bought it. Yeah. That's happening. Uh, look, I'm going to play this tune here, uh, Jabberjaw. Now, this did already come out, right, last month? Yeah, this came out through uh, Replay Records, the, the bar we play at a lot in Lawrence. Uh, they got their own label. Yeah, yeah, they put out seven inches mostly, and they've got a killer uh, compilation of Lawrence artists from a few years back. Okay, let's listen.
Num num thumbs, strumming on his gums, humming gone hymns in slums for crumbs, bumming some combs from his ho-hum chums, gloms tons of tones for their tom-tom phones, honing bomb drones under commie gnomes, spoon-fed goons live in oily-domed homes, coming dumps one, stunning as guns, running up nuns with funny-ass puns. Troubled lungs lunge on rims of foam, someone flung loungy sins of the tongue, none are outdone, one spun unsung, we won't rewind but guns were expunged, calling dulled ones, thrumming glum drums, becomes funding sums from yum yum rums, rotund bundle shunned under dull suns, succumb to be numb under plum dummy scum, burning bungle bones, trundle tummy pumps, turning on jungle juice just for the jones, one plus one bust muscle toned rumps, in come a spun from smutty old trumps, so num num is bummed, his summing up done, a dilly dally donut just doesn't front, underdone spum jumps up from the young, full of funny money from one dumb cunt.
There was granddad on the porch in his boxes. If I clean that bird, I can have him for breakfast. I did then and tell him I would rather have fruit loops. He might stay in bed for a week, but he'll skin a rattlesnake with his And he keeps the fogies at bay He'll take you down to Mexico If you need a shave His vast sum of knowledge Powers over the crowd He'll tell you how to recognize A cumulus cloud He'll always be a man amongst men His initials are NCM
It's been a delight to spend the whole night with you in my arms. The music is right, the flickering light reveals all your charms. At seven o'clock, the crow of the cock says we've not been to bed yet. Holding you. Closely and dance until morning with you. It's been a delight. It's been a delight. It's been a delight. It's been a delight. It's been a delight to spend the whole night with you.
Watch for Pedro Show. We heard Jabberjaw, Gnarly Davidson. What's that song about? Jab, that's a Mitch song. Oh, that's Give it to us, Mitch. Mostly on the surface, that's just about. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're just trying to like slide through a, a crowded room on the weekend, and someone corners you and talks talks you to death in the middle of your your pilgrimage across the party. I guess. Uh, Actually, it's even uh, more special when the magic of alcohol is involved. Because they can't really hear you unless they get very, very close. Right, yeah. right. And everybody has to be yelling in the first place. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the free shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I get the picture. We had a pad here in Koreatown called Jabberjaw for a while. Man, uh, yeah, it sounded like a roller rink. They should have hung some um, rugs up or something. Maybe Jim... You know, at the smell, that guy was involved, I think. And same problem there. You gotta, you can't have too live of a room, you know. Right. <laughs> but it was it was DIY. It was pretty happy. People are gonna talk at a show no matter what, so you kind of have to have a place for them to talk. Or yeah, just no, I was yell. talking more about the acoustics. This Jabberjaw pad. I guess it was a coffee place at first, and it was just too much. Uh, too much like tile. a bowling alley. Yeah, not, not enough the stuff to soak up uh, reflective sound sources, you know. Uh, then we heard uh, Chris Kroger out of Austin with Hummin' Tombstone. The two tens, not all right. They might be SoCal. Kings of Lower Town from Canada with Burning Black Diesel, brand new. Bucky Pope out of Madison, Wisconsin. He used to have a band in the 80s called uh, Tar Babies, SST Band. He toured with Ode to NCM, Jessica Tars. He's got a uh, new trio. He's getting more uh, new batch of songs ready with uh, The False Narrative. You only complicate things from the Blueprint Conspiracy. That's over in uh, Massachusetts. Light, brand new album. Cubic and the tune Warp. They're out of Tokyo. Flat Five, it's been a delight. Damn, I don't know where the Flat Five is from. But uh, cool people at Bloodshot flowed that to me. It's, it's a trip. I think there's some uh, where in Midwest, maybe Illinois. And then finally, uh, Rinkland Brothers, Goodbye the Coastline. That's Joe Dean's project, and he's got uh, Minuteman, Firehose, Drummer, George Hurley on board. For oh. Back with Gnarly Davidson. Hey. Okay, since hey, um, hey, Mitch, hey man, Mitch wrote, wrote that last fucking song. Let him go first. When when did you first start playing, and how mm -hmm. that happened? Oh, um, my dad, my dad had an old like Tysco guitar in the house, and I tried to learn on that, but it, it was it needed adjustments, and I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, no, I, what made you want I, to do that? Why did you want to learn the guitar? I don't know. I don't remember it, but my mom told me when I was really young that my there were two of those guitars and that me and my dad used to just like hammer on them in the basement when I was I don't even remember it. So, I think it was just kind of planted in my head. Oh, wow. So you are actually doing it before you even were conscious of it. Well, I didn't I didn't uh That's happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't learn start to learn until I was like fourteen, though. So and there was problems with this guitar. You had to get another one or get it set yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So you're like 14, so junior high. What did you start doing? Did you uh, do lessons? Did you learn off records? Did you just start writing your own shit? Um, there was this tiny little scene in, in southeastern Kansas, uh, and I started going to shows, uh, punk shows, and just a uh, guitar player quit in one of my friend's bands, and that's when I started playing. So They needed you. Uh, yeah. And I I knew their songs, so I would hang out at band practice and stuff anyway. So it was kind of so a, you learn by doing, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What about Sam? Uh, well, I uh, like in fifth grade, there were a couple guys that wanted to start a band. I was like, yeah, I'd be into it. Uh, we like the but you're not playing yet. Show. You want to be what you, want, you want to be in a band, but you ain't playing yet. Well, no, yeah, it was like, well, we we no, you know, uh, believe kind of it or not, start no. something, and then so we started playing. Like, I got a guitar. My dad uh, no, got Sam, me a guitar, I, which I was so you, awesome. I want to tell you, Sam. In the old days, a lot of people wanted to, when the movement got started. A lot of people yeah. wanted to be in bands, and they never had played before. Like <laughs> yeah. Floyd told me about this thing in Austin. They would even put out flyers. They've never even played one song. They don't even know who's going to be on drums. <laughs> yeah. shit, you know? So don't oh, worry I've... about wanting to be in a band and you don't have to know how to play yet. That's that's an old tradition. I oh, yeah. No, I, 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 no, I hear you. And so, like, and we were just terrible. Like, we started the band and we, uh, like... Well, how did you get on what you got on, though? How did I get on it? Yeah. Get on the guitar. Oh, uh, well, my dad, like, I told my dad that I'd be interested in getting a guitar and stuff, and he actually went and got me one. We went to this place called C Major. What? Did he make the deal like, if I get you this guitar, you got to take lessons? He was like, I I believe he was a firm believer. He was like, you know what? It seems like something he wants to do. You know? A lot of people tell me that their parents, part of the deal, they'll get you the instrument, but you got to take lessons. no, absolutely. Well, and, you know, I did take a little bit of lessons, but then the rest of it, it was just remember? like I just started playing by myself. Do you remember the teacher? Oh, yeah, Sterling Gray. He was amazing. <laughs> it's a like, uh, and we uh, started playing in this band. It's like Sterling uh, Hayden. You know, that name is like a cross between Sterling Hayden and Spalding Gray. Yeah, dude. I got to tell you, he is an amazing guitarist, too. You would not okay, believe it. But you quit it, him and you went on your own. He's a Wichita, like, legend. And he even, like, teached uh, over at uh, WSU. Uh-huh. So, uh, but I was going to say that we played in this band. Uh, what were they called? My first band was called Corona, but it was spelled with a K. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why is because Matt Larson's dad really liked Corona. And he was like, that's a cool name. I think, I, was like, Spanish, All right. I think it's Spanish so he, for crown. Yeah. So, and I, I thought that was funny, you know, also with the uh, Corona. Like, I, I got to ask you, with that song, uh, who who decided to come up with that song for the Minutemen? Corona. Who decided? D. Boone wrote it. Yeah. He wrote it. Okay. Was it like, what yeah, was I'll it about? I'll tell you the story. That's, I'll tell you the story if you give me a chance. We oh, did please. a little trip to Mexico, me, Dean Boone, and Georgie, on the 4th of July, 1983. And, uh, yeah, he ended up writing that song after the trip. And I wrote a song called I Felt Like a Gringo on Buzzer Howl. 
Oh, shit. Man, you know what? It might have been the summer of 82. It was either 82 or 83. Anyway, we got two songs out of that trip. I mean, D. Boone, first time in our lives, cut our heads bald. And we didn't know you had to use clippers. We used one of them fucking single-blade Bic razors. <laughs> oh, shit. Our heads looked like a motocross, you know, dirt track kind of shit. <laughs> a lot of blood, a lot of blood. Luckily, I went first. I had a little less. But that's where that came. And it was a lady picking up bottles. We, we didn't like that beer, man. Anything with a clear bottle's got formaldehyde in it. Yeah. That's why beer bottles are dark. The sun, yeah, it's a gimmick. Anyway, so you guys were called Corona. That was your first band. Okay. Yeah. What about you, was, Frank? How did you get on what you got on? And then I started playing with my brother. Oh, okay. What about Franklin? What did Franklin first play and how? What? Uh, uh, man, you know, it's kind of, it sounds really goofy, but I remember I kind of like liked drums. And then I saw that movie, That Thing You Do, yeah. with Tom Hanks and the main character is like the drummer. And for yeah. whatever reason, like when I was a kid, I think I was like 11 or 12, I thought like I really wanted to be a drummer because of that movie, which is weird because like. I probably haven't even seen that movie since more than once. I well, I ain't seen it at all, so that's okay. Yeah. You're, you're way more yeah. educated than I am about that movie. <laughs> but look, whatever you know, there's an old saying: "It's not where you're from; it's where you're at." Whatever got you to it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's then, the yeah, then I started learning. It. There's this local, t- their local teacher, Clark Jameson, who's still around. Gave you and drum he lessons. Me, he taught me drum set. Who bought you the first drum set? Uh, my parents. Okay, that's very cool of them. Usually, yeah, you buy really cool. uh, friends you don't like so much drum sets for their kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, very, very important. With uh, Mitch and Sam, we're t- we're. It sounds like two guitars, but uh, this band has a bass. Yeah, Sam switched over to bass yeah. eventually. Yeah. Well, th- you got to talk about that. Yeah, man. What do you got to say about the bass, Sam? Uh, like, I originally started with guitar, and then a uh, friend of mine was like, hey, do you want to play bass in the band? And I was like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. Like, And then I just kind of just play it like a guitar. So I mean, somebody was just missing, all buzzed out. Someone was missing a bass in their band, so you came to say Yeah, the and then I just became a bass player, and I've been a bass player for, I mean, like, 15 years now, so... Like Actually, after that. isn't that how you got in a band? Somebody needs you for the band? Yeah, well, yeah, it was so just you're, like, you're, hey, Are you, uh, are you somebody... middle child? Uh, no, I'm the oldest. Because <laughs> usually the middle child is always trying to make people feel better, right? <laughs> well, I am a Virgo. <laughs> well, maybe that's got something to do. Hey, look, we're at the end of the first hour, December 27, 2016, Dish Waff Pedo Show. Special guest, Narnie Davidson from Lawrence, Kansas. Hold tight for hour two. December 27th, 2016. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
For Pedro Show, start the second hour off with Coffin Nail by Gnarly Davidson. Tell us about that. That's a that's a Sam song. Yeah, uh, it's, Sam. it's just about a bad relationship, and when you just have to say you're done with it. Because I thought you know the slang is usually for cigarette. Exactly, okay. and you know there is a part where it's just like I do say you were my vice, and you know, like. Yeah, you can just uh, say that that's also, you know, cigarette and stuff. Like, was it too or, healthy? Yeah. Yeah, bad habit. It's yeah. just a bad habit you got to get rid of. Okay. Uh, well, this January, next month's four years for me. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it's good for the Congrats, health. dude. I like cigarettes, but not when it comes to health. Yeah. And I just turned fucking 59. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. Yeah. This guy, I had this cough, and it... Uh, when I stopped the smoking, the cough went away, so I started using some uh, mathematics to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. how'd you quit? Did you go cold turkey? Yeah. I, I, bit, like three-day Jones. I think some people, it's tougher. I know uh, Brother Steve and Sammy, uh, Scotty Son and uh, Stooges, it was rough Jones on those guys. And so I was lucky. I think it was a little more uh, psychological. But, yeah. Uh, I know people that it's harder for them to quit cigarettes than heroin. So everybody's different. And uh, I think I'm a little lucky that way. But uh, when I see cats smoke now, it's like, you know what? I feel better not. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I would never judge anybody. Anyway, I, I was just curious about that. I like the song a lot. Negative Scanner from Chicago with Pity after that. Harm Bug from BBS. That's a... Uh, so you do my nine drummer man Andrea Belfi, Proj out of Berlin, then his own solo thing, Sarah Parasit number two, the guitar man for So you do my nine, Stefano Polia with get get some get some crickets night air. So uh, yeah, that might be a name of a town I can't pronounce. Scusi, and finally out of uh, Belgium, billions of comrades with. Torch. Uh, okay, so now, and now I know how all three got on your instruments, your music machines. Now, how did Gnarly Davidson come together? Uh, 
Gnarly, well, it's been about three years. The original story had to do with Mitch. He was working at a pawn shop, and he had the idea for the name of the band and, like, one riff. And then he kind of asked us. We all work in, like, the same, like, downtown area of Lawrence, Kansas. I used to, I was hanging flyers for the replay, and Sam would be bartending on my flyer day, and I came in, told him about the band name. He's like, hey, man, we should do that. And then my first stop on the flyer route was Love Garden, the record store where Franklin works. And was like, hey, we need a drummer. He's like, I play drums. (laughs) It kind of fell together. (laughs) But you guys kind of knew each other before. Uh, Sort of. Sort of, But nobody's really from Lawrence. Nobody's really from Lawrence, right? Uh, I moved here when I was seven, so I'm basically from Lawrence. Okay, you're more Lawrence than the other cats. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So what, does everybody come to town for school? Yeah, that was, um, I wasn't really into school, but I used it as an excuse to move up here, I think. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's kind of like the cool, it's like the cool place in Kansas to move when you're from like a smaller place yeah. that's like pretty conservative sort of thing. In a bigger town. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, why do you, do you ever remember Sam for school, Sam? Uh, no, I was living in Kansas City for a little bit because I was oh, working. the river. Around. Yeah, like, oh, no, it was uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, like, wow. You know, I got to play there once. It was opening for Primus. Oh, no way. Where? It was at, like, an auditorium or something, something, uh, city building. Yeah, a oh. municipal auditorium. Yeah. 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 It was a weird gig. Not too good a sound. But, it, you know, I've always driven through <laughs> there. I never played through there. And uh, I just thought it was a trip to do it once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I lived there for a little bit, and then my brother was actually getting ready to move uh, to Lawrence to go to school. And I was like, well, you know, I could commute, like, to work and everything. So then I moved to Lawrence, and I've been here for 12 years Okay, and everything. So the band actually started with a name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Do you remember the first jam? Yeah, well, the first jam was actually... We didn't have a place to play, and we I didn't know this at first, but me and Mitch were neighbors, and I lived I have a house, and he was living in like this five apartment complex next to me, and I didn't really know that for a while. Right next then, door. So, yeah, yeah, literally next door. And then he, uh, so I set up my drums in my living room, and he brought over a guitar, and we kind of like jammed through a few songs. So the but living the first, room turned like, into the practice pad. Yeah, yeah. Then the first real practice was. Uh, we we rented a space at this spot called Seedco, which is like an artist artist rent space there, and they also have practice spaces. Yeah, collective. And that was in, that was in like February or January of 2014. Okay, we must have played together in November. Something. Yeah, so it was that year. I remember. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was a uh, bottleneck. That, yeah, the bottleneck. Yeah, that was like yeah, early November, late September, something like that. And that's we had two guys. shows that night. That's with them guys where I just played music, El Sonio de Marinaio. Yeah. yeah, Italian guys. Yeah, they dug it. That was their first time to Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence is pretty. Co- you probably been through Lawrence a few times, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were you were here like you weren't you here like I played uh, with like the six Moto, months ago. I played with the Moto Micronauts. Yeah. At the Did school. You played the outhouse ever. Yeah, of course, many, many times. In the fall, in the spring, completely different look yeah. because of the yeah. corn. Yeah, But we even played the school uh, with the Moto Micronauts, KU. 
Oh, really? Uh, Minuteman, yeah. yeah, at some, I don't know, auditorium or a multi-purpose room or something. There's a video yeah, of us doing sense. Jesus and Tequila. But, yeah, many, many Lawrence. And actually, Kansas City, too, there used to be a club there called Fool Killers. I don't know if I remember that it's one. It's early 80s. But I don't think you guys Yeah, that's a, little, that. that's a little too old for me. <laughs> no, uh, just less younger, not too old. Less younger. Less younger, yeah. 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 We got rid of that old word. There's more young well, you were, and less young. You, were, I, here, anyway, you were here like six months ago for that, like... Anyway, uh, that, was I was like invited last... Well, it was actually last summer, yeah. Yeah. It was to open up for a movie on The Damned. That's right. <laughs> and it was, uh, actually, it was like an arts uh, center. Yeah, that was the yeah. art. That was the Lawrence Arts Center. Okay. And very nice people had us board. And it was so trippy to open up for a movie. But it, it got to do Funhouse <laughs> with Rat Scabies. Got to conk. I've got a friend there, Kevin Kelly, who's lived in your town a long time. He's a, uh, what do you call it? Jayhawk, Jay and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, always conquered his pads. Yeah, I, I've been there many times. But, but it was the first time for the Italian guys. But anyway, yeah, yeah. That, that must have been early in the band's career. Yeah, right there. I played, I, I played a couple things on the radio show. Actually, the, the, it's like called Gnarly Davidson. I think I played part two, part three, and now I'm going to play part one. It was a cassette with four parts. Yeah, I guess that's you right. guys made these... Uh, things while you were watching wrestling. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. Let's lose.
Block from Pedro Show. Uh, yeah, part one, Gnarly Davidson from their uh, eponymous debut cassette. Gnarly Davidson. And then Babe's New York City with Oh Baby, Oh Yeah. Corey Hansen after that, Flew Moon. That's got a Heather Lockie viola she's guest last week. Blood Quartet, String Theory, Buddy Bradley. I think that Blood Quartet's got some cat from Mars. Remembers No Wave stuff. No New York, I think that was the record. Long time ago. I remember we made a record in, uh, well, we didn't, but the scene here in SoCal. It was called Yes, L.A. <laughs> and then uh, Buddy Bradley, Murnau B., and finally Zigzags with Rip and Death. They're from so- SoCal. Uh, we're at the end of second hour, 2016, December 27. Dish and Pedro Show, whole time for hour three. December 27, 2016. It's the third hour. Of the Watt from Pedro show.
Pedro Show start off the third hour with Big Boot One and then Sp- Spino Urchin music song that, that, out of uh, Cologne, <laughs> Germany. Five year plan, Slouch. Uh, they're out of Sheffield, England. Exterminators, not you. That's got Don Bowles. That's Phoenix, Arizona before he joined the Germs. And finally, Alice Bag with the brand new demo, Tilt. She's. Of course, from the bags, which was the first punk gig uh, me and D Boone ever went and saw, and it was very profound. <laughs> I saw it, and I looked at D Boone. And I said, "We can do this." <laughs> I didn't think yeah. about it. it; just fucking fell out of my mouth. Look, what about this boot one? Because we also got boot two. What, what's the the boot the big boot idea? Oh, that's some more. Uh, that's some professional wrestling inspired uh, <laughs> songwriting. Yeah. Um, I used to see a lot with uh, Pettibone. You know, we saw a lot of live wrestling. And my favorite guy was uh, Big Don Morocco. (laughs) Sweet. Do you remember him, Don Morocco? Uh, No. Yeah, he kind of invented this thing called the pile driver. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're all familiar with that. But what's really good (laughs) about Morocco, Don Morocco, I think he lived in Hawaii or something, but his spiels, you know, and the beefs, they were the best. I also liked uh, Terry Funk. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Terry spitting, Funk. Spitting tobacco down the chin and then ends up branding <laughs> your ass when he beats you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's from a whole family. His daddy did it. His brothers did it. And, uh, Texas guys, I think. But, I was, uh, uh, so so, I was, so, so what, what's the wrestling connect with Big Boot and Gnarly Davis? Uh, <clears throat> well, uh... We had that song. So my boss at the record store, Kelly, is really into wrestling. And so him, he's like the local wrestling, like... He's like a historian. Yeah, he's like the local wrestling, like, dictionary. So, like, 
And he has the same birthday as Mitch. So sometimes Mitch and him were like talking about wrestling. So he decided to write all these lyrics about wrestling. We had the song before the lyrics for this one. Long before. You mean the music <laughs> or the concept? Yeah, we had the music done. We had the music for Big Boot 1 and Big Boot 2 as one huge song. Yeah. And we kind of split it up. Uh, but then, yeah, the, the idea for it to be about wrestling came after we had like written most of the song from Mitch. Ah, well, thank you. Thank you very much for your boss. Yeah, 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 he's a... You know what, I forgot to ask you about the first Darley Davidson gig. What was that like? Oh, the first gig? First gig was uh, in the basement of the 8th Street Tap Room in Lawrence, Kansas. And it was, uh, I had a friend visiting town who is, who, uh, is currently living in Chico, California. College town. Yeah, and he... Uh, Cali 99, and his... it's near Red Bluff where my pop grew up. I know about Chico. Yeah, they got they got beer there too, right? Isn't there they're like a beer brewery? Probably nowadays. Yeah. Not in the older days. They but, used to uh, grow mota out there. Brother yeah. Steve McKay picked mota in Chico for a year, he told me, in the early 70s. Sweet. Yeah, so my friend came in. Him and his girlfriend have a band together, and they uh, came into town and were going to book a show. And he, so since I'm his friend, like our bands didn't really go together that well, but he had us play and then another friend of ours played. And it was just like a really weird. Eclectic show. Yeah, it was a really eclectic. It was really cool though. That's so we okay. did that and then. Music's music. Yeah. yeah you music's don't always music. all want to be playing the same song. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that was our first show. That was fun. We got really, we got really drunk and we used the money from the door to buy beer for the audience. That was really fun. Were you guys scared? <laughs> First gig? Or were you hard chargers? Man, I don't... I don't... Uh, I haven't gotten nervous for a gig in, in years and years. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why, but I'm, oh, I don't right. really get nervous. I get pretty nervous. Okay. Uh, before, before gigs still. Uh, it just depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds natural. Uh... So you got plans, you got something coming out. We played at the beginning of the show, right, Horizontal Man? Yeah, Horizontal Man and Big Boot are both going to be coming out this year with uh, this Kansas City label called High Dive. You're talking 2017. 2017. 2017, yeah. yeah. And uh, we've, been, we've been talking to them and they're interested in releasing some stuff. And then we just recorded all that stuff at the beginning of the month here in town. Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Lawrence, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're based out of Kansas City, Missouri. Well, because I, I was confused. Usually that's what everybody always means. You know who's from yeah. that town? Charlie Parker. That's right. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of fucking tough cats, uh, playing cats. It's, it's, it's a music town. The old days, the Blues Emporium, they'd let punk bands play on Mondays. But there was that <laughs> oh, Fool Brandon, Killers too. That Fool Killers was community supported. Yeah. So, uh, trippy. Okay, uh... Let's hear uh, Big Boot number two. Everybody, we're getting a little sneak preview.
washing machine has stopped working and I'm off to the laundry today because I'm a really dirty man. On the street corner, there's a lady running very fast, crashes into me and spills her clean lingerie. Stunned by the impact, I couldn't help but ask, why is there an angelic aura surrounding your bras and knickers? Let me tell you, dear, at 40 quid a gram, a new awesome powder called Zad is the greatest deal your blind your eyes on.
ground beneath me was a grey sand, much like one would imagine the surface of the moon is like. The sky above was a bright orange, like a vat of sunny delight turned upside down. And in the sky burnt an even brighter orange sun. It was not long before the sun set over the horizon, and I was alone in a strange alien world beneath a sky like a thousand diamonds thrown across the I saw a strange white light source coming from a mountaintop, and so I went to investigate. After walking for what seemed like hours, I reached the summit of the mountain to find three strange alien creatures standing around a white unidentified light source. These creatures were some seven or eight feet tall.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Uh, Gnarly Davidson with Big Boot number two. And then Gradovi, the extended match from Vasco Atanasowski. That's out of Skopje, Macedonia. Vasco. The Guts with Necklace after that. This is, uh, I think, south part of London, these bands. Zad with the tune Zad. And finally, the Yule Cat by the Dyer Sister. D-Y-R. Dyer. Trippy. Must be English, English. Uh, so, so plans for the band. It's a, you got these recordings coming out. What about touring? You ever going to play Cali? Yeah, we want to try to make it out there, but it's hard to... Uh, Maybe Chico. I don't want... <laughs> It's it's hard to get out there because I don't want to. It's hard to get out there because I don't want to book. I got a book on the way out there, and I haven't found enough places to get out there. I don't just want to have to drive out there, you know. That's right. There's a big space in between. Well, there's the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, I've heard what there's a bunch of places is, in Colorado. What you need is Col- you need some Colorado. Denver, or Fort Collins, or Boulder, or Salt Lake City, or or then south maybe uh, Santa Fe, Berkey. Yeah, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, Flagstaff, Tucson. But uh, yeah, there's only a few it, people don't know. Well, people in vaudeville will know, would tell you, <laughs> but there's bigger <laughs> spaces when you get out west. <laughs> but once you make it to I five, then you can go up and down there and uh, get a bunch of towns. It'd be really bitching to see you guys out here. Yeah, but, I'd like uh, to make it out there. What about the other way? You ever thought about touring in the Midwest in the East? Yeah, we mostly have uh, we mostly have done Midwest. We've done like three long Midwest tours. The and, big town, uh, Chicago. Yeah, we went up to Chicago a few times. We haven't had a good show there yet for okay. some reason, but we've been up there. We we like know, a Milwaukee lot of people a lot. A lot of people don't know that for the Midwest, Chicago is the big town. Yeah, people yeah, on yeah. the coast they uh, they fool themselves. They don't understand. Second city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. big shoulders. I, I like all the towns. If you want my yeah. opinion, yeah, I like playing everywhere, and it'd be neat if there was more towns in between of some other towns, of course. It's yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> in fact, I'm going to be out your way in May uh, with the meat really? puppets. Oh, but, cool. Uh, what, what, well, here's what I ask everybody on, on the show: uh, advice. Advice. For... Yeah, some younger dude getting into music. Ah. Uh, oh man. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. I used to, uh, I used to, when I was young, I used to play to everything I liked. I would like put on headphones and just play to for like hours. And I think that was really good because I lived out in the country. So I couldn't, my friends had to get like rides out to my house. So I didn't get to play with people for a long time. I just had to play drums just by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So man that was the big thing is listening to drummers that I wanted to sound like. Or like like their style and like learn all their fills, you know, and like learn how to play everything, and sure. then eventually, you know, your own style becomes this like uh, melting pot of these other thirty drummers' styles. So you should work kinda, at it. Your advice is yeah. you work at music. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to work at it, and you got to, especially for the first few years, you got to like be able to practice and have fun. Coltrane was into practice. I think that's great advice. Uh, yeah. I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, I can't wait uh, for you to come out here. I'll come see you. Yeah. Maybe we we'll let you know together. if we make it out there. Yeah, maybe even play together. Who knows? I'd love to. That'd be our, awesome. Our last time we got to share a stage. 
Yeah, that was great. Okay, good luck to all three of you. Righteous. All right, thanks, thanks man. a lot. Thank you. December 27, 2016 edition of Wife for Pedro Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. <laughs>